Today on Happy, Sad, Confused, Donald Gleason returns to talk about The Little Stranger. Hey guys, I'm Josh Horowitz, and here is our own little stranger. No, she's not a stranger. Is that, is that what, I'm a little stranger now? You're a little stranger than I'm you used to be. I'm a little stranger. Uh, Sammy, welcome back to the intro. Thank you. I had to come back for Donald. Yeah, you're, you are, uh, you and Donald appear on the podcast almost the same, same amount of times. I think he might beat me. <laughs> <laughs> this is his third appearance on Happy, Sad, Confused. As a guest. As a guest. Because he did the, he read the reviews once. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's also, um, of course, in just like a couple of weeks ago, we had on dear old dad, Brendan Gleeson. Mm-hmm. So did you this, guys talk about him? Yeah, it didn't come up. Of course <laughs> yeah, like, we Were you like, hey, you're, did you know? Did he know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he knew. Like, do you think Brent, like. Brendan called him after and was like, oh, I saw your friend today. I have today. been told that I have the approval of all the Gleasons. Let's just put it at that. By who? By Donald. What do you mean? I don't know. Because <laughs> Donald might be a liar. I yeah. wanted to hear Brendan say it. No, Brendan. Well, that was our, my first uh, substan- uh, so substantial meeting with Brendan. Um, uh, yes, that was delightful. And it was delightful to get, if you listen to the Brendan Gleason podcast, you know that I got some Dirt maybe is too strong a word, but some in- interesting intel on young Donal that uh, we uh, got corroborated by Donal in this episode. Oh. Um, so this uh, is great for your for the family tree you're yeah, building yeah, in your is, office. Of, um, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, all is going according to plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, his new film is uh, The Little Stranger. It is directed by Lenny Abramson, who you might know as the director of Room and Frank. Your favorite movie, Room. It's my favorite comedy. Super, super funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I've talked about Frank on this podcast before. I love that movie. It was him and Michael Fassbender. Don't, Donald met the director on that one. And this is uh, a much different kind of film than those last two that I just mentioned. Uh, this is um, kind of a horror film, but it's not over the top horror. There's kind of, it's, it basically takes place in kind of like a creepy old house, haunted house kind of a thing, but it's... It's not really basically you have to wait till the end to kind of realize what it's all about, um, if we're dealing with the supernatural or not. Suffice it to say, there is a foreboding in this house, and it's a great ensemble. It, uh, Donald leads the cast, but um, it's also got Will Poulter, big fan of young Will Poulter, yes. um, Ruth uh, Wilson. If you watch The Affair, she's mm-hmm, on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, a, a really uh, lovely quali- Broadway actress too. Ruth yes, Ruth. and star of the Lone Ranger. I know you're a big Lone Ranger fan. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. She probably doesn't lead with <laughs> Took that. Took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> the Lone Ranger's Ruth Wilson. Um, so anyway, that opens this Friday. That is why Donald stopped by. He's of course always welcome because he is. A delight. He is a, a regular on this podcast, and a uh, relatively recently, he made his debut on um, After Hours. Which yeah, we, within we should, the last year. Which we should talk about. Yeah, we're, we're very excited. Um, After Hours is back uh, in a in a big way. Uh, I mentioned this on the podcast last week, but by now it is up. It is live. It lives. It breathes on Comedy Central's uh, many social platforms. Um, We debuted with a a really fun uh, episode with Sam Rockwell and friend of the show Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz, two of our faves. Two of our faves. Yeah. Uh, good debut. Good debut. Very happy with it. They they really brought it. They brought their um, uh, t-shirt cannon to murder me with. Yeah, um, you get your ass beaten in this one. This is what an after hours is all it about. It is. It's true. So if you haven't checked that out, uh, do me a favor. I think you'll enjoy it. Knowing you as I know you, mm-hmm. podcast listener, you appreciate good comedy. You like to see me injured. Yeah. At least if you like one of those two things, you'll 
like it. If you like both those things, this you'll change your love life. it. Yeah. <laughs> so after hours, we're, get, we're I think the plan, rough plan is going to be about uh, hopefully about two new ones a month. A lot of your favorite uh, after hours regulars and podcast regulars are going to be appearing in the next few months. Uh, stay tuned. Yeah, there's very exciting. exciting things happening. I'm going to call if you take over. <laughs> um, so I just want to thank everyone and announce that I will be taking over the show no. from here. Oh, no, he's You back. and Sam Hewen? Yes. And Donald's going to do the intros with us. Honestly, that might be just what it's this show weird. needs. Sam hasn't like reached out to like continue that conversation or, or really solidify, mm-hmm. you know, getting together in a huh. creative way. Um, but I feel like maybe when he's back, he's busy. So yeah, he's going to be back for New York Comic Con. Yes, yeah, so we'll we'll probably have a meeting then about it or something. Quote unquote meeting. Yes. Okay. No a normal business meeting. Okay, keep it professional. I know what yeah. you're saying, you sicko. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, yes, this is the unofficial Gleason podcast and Sam Hewen podcast. Not bad. Uh, not bad. Yeah. We have a niche. Yeah. Um, anything else to say? No, I think that's it. I, I mentioning, uh, coming up soon, you'll hear me talk a bit about the Toronto film festival mm-hmm. as I do every year. I'll be off to that for a lot of shenanigans, seeing a lot of movies, talking to a lot he of people. He just got off the phone with an exci- setting up an exciting interview. I won't tell anyone we're, about. We're not going to reveal it, but no, yeah. I'm not going to reveal it, but I'm going to say guys, it's exciting. <laughs> That's what we call it a tease. Yeah. She's a professional. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Toronto Film Festival coming Donald up. Donald Trump will be in. <laughs> Never. Um, and yeah, we're getting into fall movie season, which means high quality movies. Mm-hmm. Oscar bait. Here we go. It's going to be good. Uh, yeah, actually, I, oh, I, can't, I don't think I can talk about it. I saw one of the big, I'll tell you about this off air. This is a really cruel tease, but I, I saw one of the big fall movies recently and it's really good. Oh. Guys. Anyway, okay. Enjoy you, this. You probably won't tell me after. No, I will. I promise. Um, I'll tweet it. <laughs> don't do it. Uh, enjoy this conversation with Donald Gleason. Uh, go check out The Little Stranger out in theaters this Friday. And remember to review, rate, and subscribe to Happy, Sad, Confused. And God, there's so many requests of you guys this week. And go check out After Hours. Check out After Hours. Reborn on Comedy Central. I know you'll enjoy it. Uh, here's Donald. Well, we're renaming uh, Happy Sad Confused. Uh, it's Happy Sad Gleason, I guess, because every other yeah. week I have... I'll just take any Gleason at this This week point. with the Gleasons. <laughs> I think that's what we should now call this podcast. I mean, look, it, there are worse ideas for podcasts. Are there? Wait, are there? No, 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 no not, not many. <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there are bad ideas. I'm not sure there are worse ideas. Um, it's good to see you, buddy, as always. This good is to our, see you, too. This is our, like, an, uh, biannual therapy yeah. chat. Yeah. How you doing? How's your state of mind? Uh, everything's good. A little bit strange. I, like, I found out I was coming to New York, which is where we are. Uh, I found out, like, the night before last. Right. And then I came yesterday morning and did press, and right. now today, and then I go back to get tomorrow, because I'm yep. in the middle of Star Wars. Yeah, because I didn't, uh, yeah, I didn't even know you were, because you didn't even know you were coming until no. a day or two ago, because, yeah, mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I'd seen the film, um, and... I know Lenny was in town, Ruth's in town, and uh, I guess you got, I guess with a film like that, like, it's hard to, because we were saying Oscar Isaac also got a little leave. Yeah, that's right. You yeah, didn't take yeah. the Star Wars Express here together? We didn't. No, no. 12 <laughs> parsecs or whatever the hell that thing don't is. Don't pretend you know anything. I, you don't I know. know anything. <laughs> I tried. He's such a poser. I tried. Um, yeah, we did, we did not arrive together, but I right. only found out yesterday that he's in town. Um, 
I'm sure I'll see you this evening. So, um, yes, as we talked about and we corresponded about, your uh, lovely dad came by, sat in that very seat just a Mm. few weeks ago. Yep. Uh, I know that groove. (laughs) As I nestle into it, this feels like the couch back home. Why is that? Oh, father has been here. Father. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So you're not only, at best, my second favorite Gleason. I apologize. That's okay. I'm all right with that. I'm I'm my second favorite Gleason, so that's fine. It was so sweet. I I said this to him as you were saying you listened to a little bit of the podcast. Mm. Um, uh, when I told you that he was coming, you said like the, the sweetest note, like, I wish I could spend time. Like, I wish I, I'm jealous of you. And that was like, my, my default is always snark and horror. And I was like, I didn't know how to receive the sweetness from you. You just didn't respond. <laughs> One of those emojis with a guy getting sick. Um, yeah, no, I, I haven't, you know, I, I was, I was, my dad worked for like five months this year on Mr. Mercedes. Right. And... So I didn't see him. I didn't get to uh, South Carolina where they shoot to see him because I was kind of, uh, things kept on changing. Right. He came up to New York for a weekend. Uh, so I saw him right at the very end of that five months. But it was like it's a long time not to see your dad, yeah. especially if you like him, and uh, <laughs> which I do very much. So yeah, yeah, I've been, I was trying to crush in as much father time as I could back home. There were some lovely revelations about uh, you in the conversation with your old dad. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> So yeah. let's where to begin. Well, I guess the headline clearly yeah. for those that are updating their Gleason uh, family newsletter, uh, <laughs> Wikipedia, my our Wikipedia page, <laughs> yes. our group Wikipedia page. I, I hope this goes to the top of the Wikipedia entry. Donald uh, enjoyed holding the hands of his parents well into puberty. Yeah, that was a good thing for people to know now. Um, thank you, Dad. Yeah, no, I was. I was like, I remember, I remember really well um, walking by a. Rose bush with my parents at a certain age, like mm. I was probably eleven or something like that, and just going over to smell the, the like taking time to smell the roses, like wait, in a literal. Wait, is fashion. that where the phrase began? <laughs> I think it started with the Gleasons, <laughs> and um, and smelling the and, and and it was like it was really. I remember these other kids going by and like snickering mm-hmm. at like this fae kids <laughs> taking time to smell the roses, and um, and. I remember kind of being okay with it. I was like, but I'm enjoying myself, so this is fine. Yeah. And later that day, I took time to... I woke up and smelled the coffee. <laughs> I'm just going to try and get as many <laughs> phrases that Very I Very sensitive, yeah, yeah. olfactory uh, senses. Yeah. Uh, but so I remember that yeah. kind of stuff. I remember being like a sensitive kind of kid. Everyone thinks they're sensitive, though, right? I certainly feel like I was super sensitive. Yeah, does everybody think they were sensitive? I guess so. But I think only in retrospect can we actually say, like, okay... On the spectrum, I was actually sensitive. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. But so, yeah, it was it was interesting to hear Dad's uh, memories of that. But, but he, uh, he also said, like, you, unlike, you know, most kids, I mean, everybody gets embarrassed by their parents, but he was saying that you didn't, generally speaking, get too weirded out by your parents. Is that, does that jive with your memories? No, yeah, it does. I, 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 I you know, I went through a stage where we, you know, where we'd argue and stuff like that, the typical teenage stuff, but right. never really heavily, never really heavily. And dad would be away with work and stuff as well. So I think that kind of changes, you know, when he's home then, it's like amazing, you know, it's a right. different thing. And he did turn over one of my football games. Have you, have you ever seen I Went Down? No. That is a great movie. Really good Irish film. I don't want to Google that uh, title. I feel like do, it's, whatever that's... you do, don't put it in quotation marks because uh, <laughs> no. I went down as a film by Paddy Brannock and okay. written by Conor McPherson, very famous uh, playwright. Yeah, it was the first film that he wrote. My dad and Peter McDonald are in it, and it's a comedy, very Cohen-esque. It made in 1996, and 
hilarious. Okay. I couldn't recommend it more. Okay, I trust, it's obviously, very, I trust your, your comedic judgment. Very solid uh, movie. But, but my dad has the most outrageous sideburns. Like, like down to, and I'm sure your, you know, listeners in the podcast will appreciate this, down to here. <laughs> down <laughs> as far as the face as here. Wow, that's... Don't describe it. Okay. Okay, and, and then it came all the way forward as far as here. That's not an exaggeration. Okay, Again, this is a visual for everyone at home. As yeah. far as this place. I don't think you understand the nature of podcasts. I, I do. I, oh, I do. Uh, they're, loving, they're loving this. <laughs> and he, he had these like outrageous sideburns yeah. it's a comedy and he came to watch my football game and I was playing right back and I was not very good <laughs> that was the low point and everyone was like who's that guy I was like I don't know that was probably the only time I was embarrassed well now you've paid it back with your creepy mustache in The Little Stranger yeah he did not want to hang out I, when I went to see his football games he asked me to leave <laughs> <laughs> Were you? Was the intent to have a, a mustache that might be as disturbing as anything else in the film? <laughs> I, I like to refer to the mustache as the little stranger. Yeah, I think that, that is the that's, that's the little stranger in the movie. Yeah, the mustache. You know, you know what that was. We uh, the um, makeup designer on it, uh, Sean Grigg, who's yeah. an amazing makeup designer. Uh, she, we went in and I was like, I, let's take it off piece by piece and see if we let's not just shave it off immediately right. and, and assume that he's clean shaven let's take it off piece by piece and see how we feel about this goatee no I don't think you know right. I'm not sure I'll ever sport a goatee for a movie <laughs> I mean I may and, and Pirates of the Caribbean 12 <laughs> when you're <laughs> aha Jack me matey and I'll just do it as enthusiastically as that um, no and then we got the moustache and he was like oh crap I think Ah oh, crap! I think it might be that. Mm-hmm. It was really like everyone in the trailer was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> like because no one wants to have a mustache for twelve weeks. Right? Nobody, even people who have mustaches, don't want mustaches. It just—it's just a freak occurrence that every morning they don't work up the balls <laughs> to get rid of it. Right? So it was like ah. Uh, and I was like, oh, it does. I wanted him to have a strange energy and the mustache. It was just like, we're there. There's oh, no yeah. acting required. Yeah, yeah. At least you didn't go further. You didn't go all the way down to the Hitler mustache. That's like that's the final stage. At the end. You always try, and let me just tell you, with a ginger mustache, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't have the intended effect. It's comedic. Because, um, yeah, when I saw you, I think in Sundance you were sporting the big beard, right? Did Very you? possibly. I'm not sure. I yes, think I so. think I was. Yes, I was. Because yeah. we, were, we were pondering ideas about using the beard for the sketch that we did. Oh, yeah. Anyway, this is Welcome to Facial Hair 101. Yes. Um, I just did an interview, yeah. right, for... Uh, newspaper Mm -hmm. and it was on camera which i don't think that's how newspaper (laughs) interviews were done but now apparently most newspapers are on video it's confusing (laughs) we live in confusing times but the fella the fella the fella yeah uh just asked me questions for 15 minutes about accents it was the weirdest thing and i'd not been given a note beforehand saying this will mostly be accent based (laughs) Uh, but that's all we talked about and i really enjoyed it it was interesting it was questions i hadn't talked about before so the the facial hair angle i think is a good one okay good good good. uh i have no more facial hair questions having said that go um wait we're we're talking about yes there's the frank mask you see again i point i did a big point there that people on the podcast will have loved and i also the way i acknowledged it (laughs) makes me sound like a lunatic (laughs) Without seeing you point prior to that. <laughs> yes, I need to... <laughs> it's a Frank mask. Okay, backtrack 20 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I pointed at a mask from a film that I did called Frank, and then Josh said, so it's a Frank this? mask. <laughs> and um, that's mine, which my dad talked about while he was here. This is great. <laughs> that's I'm, the script. I'm occupying okay, I'm a lot of that. That's the script. That oh, God, we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's pointing to the script that we did yeah. for the wonderful... Um, 
bad ideas of uh, for General Huck spinoffs yeah. that you wrote shit on, which I asked you to. to which they've used a lot of those ideas in episode nine. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Oh, wait, I was going to show you this. Have you seen the mock-up? Did I send you this? I can't remember. No. Um, I have a Again, mock-up. great for a podcast. No, I'm going to show Imagine you this. Imagine driving to work and listening to this. Watch two idiots two not know how to. grinning at YouTube videos <laughs> that they can't hear. Look, it's a, someone did the If Hucks Could Kill poster. Oh, my God. It's very brutal. And it is a film noir. That is, they've, they've made my hair red. <laughs> They've left my hair just a little bit red in a black and white poster. Yeah, you're like the Schindler's List girl, little girl. <laughs> I've always thought of myself as that. I've always thought, that's quite cool. That, you're going to be the little girl. I used to make movies with my friends when I was younger, mm-hmm. and that was exactly the sort of, we used to make posters before, like, we wouldn't make the movie, we'd just make posters for things. Right. And we used to have so much fun making. <laughs> and that was part of the fun of, of the sketches, was coming up with ideas for that. And we used to do that all the time. Oh, when I love I was a, good, kids. a good crappy title and yeah. a good mock-up poster. The imagination just this runs one. I'm going to point to something else in the office that people can't see. I have yeah. the Hunger Games Killing Season poster that uh, Chris Pratt. We imagine what Chris Pratt would do in a Hunger Games movie with a Gatling gun. <laughs> fun with posters. Fun with uh, with yeah. Photoshop. Oh, I love it. Um, okay, wait, what were we talking about? I'm going to get sorry. us back on track. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. I'm sorry. It's okay. This is the nature of our conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about embarrassment of parents. Oh, I know. Are you okay? In a in That's a, high pitched. Are you? That's a high pitched way going, to start I'm, a question. I'm, I'm going through changes. How are you in social settings generally? Are you, oh, interesting. Are you, uh, are you the, the wallflower at the party? Do you get embarrassed easily in social settings? Do you look forward to presenting at an awards show? You know, all those kind of weird things that go along with the one job. One of those questions has no place in there. Which one? The all the stuff show? about the parties and how you are you socially was fine. Yeah. And then there was a question about an award show. Well, because this is your life. This is the life I imagine. You're going to glitzy parties. It's mostly, yeah, yeah. And then it's, uh, no. then it's presenting at award shows. I am... Generally, I'm reasonable socially. Generally, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Every now and again, for some reason that I don't know, depending on my mood, I find myself very embarrassed, very shy, very unable to communicate, and like very second-guessy about Mm -hmm. myself, you know? Getting in in your own head a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I find that, which was really cool for a little stranger. Like, that's the place that you go to for that stuff. But generally, I feel like I'm reasonably all right. Uh, Table reads, I'm terrible. The first day of work, I'm bad. You know, when you meet everybody. Is it that you're just want you're eager not to be the one that fucks it up? You just want to impress? Or no, I, I don't want to storm in and assume that people want to talk to me. Right. Uh, but then there's a level. If you go to the other then end of the spectrum, then you're just rude. With this guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> aloof bastard. So I would say aloof is where I go to right. as a kind of a protective measure, which is not good. That's not a good quality. The, my favorite people are the people who storm straight up to everybody and say hello and how are you doing and make right. everybody feel okay and unfortunately that's an aspect of my personality I've not developed yet okay so that's that's one of the fears in, in the course of the job what are you pointing to now <laughs> Jesus <laughs> I've learned my lesson that's uh, Jennifer Lawrence yes in the in the head of Lin-Manuel <laughs> close no that is a face mashup of Jennifer Lawrence and her co-star in several films Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Wow. It's very upsetting. Yeah. You should put it on your website. <laughs> Do you have a website? I was going to say, I mean, Do you no, have a I, no, I don't. You don't have a website? Should I get a website? Why don't you have a website? I feel like nobody has websites anymore. Like a destination. DonaldLeeson.com is amazing. There's so many things there <laughs> That's to look true. and appreciate. No, it's not. Have you ever true. registered that domain? I wonder who owns DonaldGleeson.com. My father got advised to. I'm going to open oh, the computer no. again. I want to see what happens. My father was advised after he did Harry Potter to register BrendanGleeson.com. Yeah, he could probably make and, money from he, it. Like, just and to... he did. But, uh, but I think sometimes people try and buy them up ahead of you. DonaldGleeson.com just won't be a website, I'm guessing. 
This is what you get. That's that guy. What the fuck? Name envy, whatever that means. I think someone oh, just, well, just is squatting they just, on it. They just want you to buy it off them. Yeah. It's name it. envy. Contact us to do that. It's basically a letter to you, a direct name, letter to you. N- name envy. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. That's not going to happen. You have no... Um, I'm glad a- we put that to bed. That's you, good. You have no aspiration to be an internet entrepreneur? No. No. I, I, no. I would love to... I would love to invent something in my life, something good. Yeah, what's the like the, the side hustle for Donald Gleason? What's the side job? What's inventor. The... <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to storm gonna... straight in there with what, inventor. What kinds of things do you want to invent? I invented something once yeah. that then I found out was already invented, so it turns out I didn't invent it. Is this the stopping and smelling the roses phrase? That's That was it. No, <laughs> I, it, was, it was a little thing that you would put on your keys or a, just a tiny little thing, yeah. that, like a locator. Like a beep thing that you press a button and then it beeps on the thing. Right. Yeah. That 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 I'm already sorry. exists because when your phone goes dead, it's very frustrating when your front phone goes dead, not being able to find it. So right. that was my idea. Um, <laughs> it was just my idea after it was someone else's idea. Okay. Well, does that count as inventing? No. No. Oh. No. No. <laughs> not not in the least. Can I take back inventor from earlier? <laughs> Can I take to take back the bit where I said I was an inventor? Uh, so okay. So so one of the worries on set is the uh, um, not is going too aloof what about mm. um do you like are there other like phobia based kind of things on set like you don't worry about forgetting your lines at this point like that's something like just second nature do you want star wars really yeah hard to remember lines in star wars a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah that stuff like yeah. a bunch of words in a row that normally aren't in a row right. and it's not to do it's to do with information yeah. as opposed to you know uh, uh connecting to somebody you know what i mean like that right. sort of stuff can be hard uh, let, let me let me help on okay episode nine give me a couple of the lines you know you know madly <laughs> i nearly went to do one just there <laughs> Bizarrely, I went to say, like, the other day I had these seven words in a row that were hard, and I nearly did it. You are not good at this. I'm terrible. (laughs) I am a menace. Well, we now know that Huck speaks in the new film. God damn it! Okay. (laughs) Fuck. Uh, Um, It's a dream sequence. There, I said it. (laughs) What? How were you told that you were officially in episode nine? Is it a, do you get a text? Oh, let me from think. JJ? Do you get... I heard uh, last year that, yeah, I heard once JJ was involved that I would be involved. Right. I heard early on that I would be involved, and then I found out much closer to the time in which I would be involved. Yeah. Um, and what was... Uh, <laughs> oh God, here we go. Have we run out of things to say? No, 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 is we haven't. Is this the third... Is, just, is, is this just a... <laughs> stop it. Like a 30-minute... No, no, we haven't even talked hey, about the movie yet. what's your favorite color? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still have uh, I still have uh, ten solid minutes of grilling you about Star Wars. Yeah, sure. Getting nothing. More about the facial hair stuff. Then, then I'm going to go back to facial hair. Yeah, we're going to spend ten minutes on your wonderful new movie, which we haven't even really pimped out yet. No, 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 not at all. Yeah, yeah. We're going to we're going to reflect on Peter Rabbit, Pimpin'. the glory that is Peter Rabbit. I hope so. That changed your life, I'm I, sure, in did. every way. It did. <laughs> He's making nothing happened there. <laughs> he just made nothing. Okay. Nothing happened Another there. Another visual gesture that <laughs> yeah. will be lost on the audience. Um... So at this point, okay, so you almost, uh, now you're just searching for things in the office to talk about. I'm looking, yeah, I'm looking around. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Michael Shannon, I love it. Again, I'm pointing in. Uh, Sorry, idiot. Um, (laughs) The, wait, what was I going to say? Fuck, fuck, fuck. Um, uh, Okay, so you were saying, so you almost went into a Star Wars line, which would have gotten into a lot of trouble. Yeah, yeah. So are you, like, of the mind now where, like, just tell me the bare minimum so I don't fuck it up? Or do you, do you, like, do you want to? I made the terrible mistake of reading the script. You've read I the made, new script. Yeah, I've read the script. I made the terrible mistake of you doing that. You have that, that burden so the next two years. You're everything. Yeah, 
And I was saying earlier on, I may have said it to you before, but the nightmare is falling asleep on public transport. I think I said it to you before, like the nightmare <laughs> is you wake up on a plane and someone's dictating. You wake up and your mouth is shaping words. You wake up and you're like, Guy Walker, do... and then you realize <laughs> you don't know how long you've been speaking. And there's a, bu- there's a, there's a kid filming, yeah. there's somebody writing down. And because you're in the air, you say, we need to have a talk before we land. <laughs> I can access my bank accounts. Name from, your price. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> How many zeros is this going to take? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so what was the reaction in reading the script? Just give me emotions, thoughts, surprise. Uh... No, see, this is that's a tricky question to tricky? answer. Yeah. Because I got informed in the thing right before this that last night yeah. uh, at the Little Stranger premiere, uh, somebody asked me about Star Wars yeah. and I used the word epic. And that's news. And that became, the guy was telling me that basically the only thing that's been reported today from the screening of Little Stranger last <laughs> night was the fact that um, Idiot Gleason describes Star Wars as epic. And I was like, but all the Star Wars, I thought, if there's a word you can use to describe every Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. like it's epic. So I think I'm in safe territory It's not there. a dozen people sitting at a table talking to each other. No, no. <laughs> so parts of the prequels are. <laughs> yes, there is a bit of Trade Federation yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um... Epic trade federation. So, yeah, so I was like, ah, so that made this. So I, again, it's hard to describe. If I say, okay. oh, okay. if I say I was crying or I was laughing or right. I was saying, that'll just go okay. whatever way. You know what I mean? I guess. People don't care about this. I do. I shouldn't be second guessing it so much. What do people want? To, you know the Mr. Show sketch where, uh, where it's a talk show, a uh-huh. call-in talk show, but it's pre-recorded. <laughs> I don't remember it, but that it sounds is, amazing. Huh? Oh, my God. Okay, I'm rusty on my best. Mr. Show. Okay. No, 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 but that is the most okay. amazing sketch. Really? Oh, I mean, it's hilarious. There's so much in it, and the punchline is better than the rest of the sketch, which is the hardest thing in sketches, which obviously you're aware of. It's really, really difficult to, if you come up with a funny idea, having a Have really strong yeah, punchline yeah. is yeah. so hard. They, it's beautiful. So okay, let's let's talk, okay. We talk more about uh, comedy and sketches because mm. uh, JJ Abrams is going to fire you for that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Have you been have you been going back to the the writing well and the comedic well lately with your partner or I doing have, anything? I've been writing a kind of a sitcom thing with my brother and my writing partner Michael Maloney, and um, yeah, we've got this cool. We made a we made a taster. And it looks good. Yeah, I think it. I think it. It may be happening. Like you know. So uh, for like a series for like a yeah. little. Yeah, yeah, for like a six-part, you know, half-hour type. Amazing. Thing. Yeah, yeah. The kind of the English yes. sitcom setup. Not sitcom. It's not like a live studio audience type thing, yeah. but like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's really exciting. I'm loving that. So if that happens, that'll be great. Is there like, who who? I mean, you have some great resources in your life, thanks to like people in your family that know about the business, obviously, right? Yeah, and yeah. about the craft. Like, did Dad teach you as much about like the business? That sounds like he's both of our father. Like, it sounds yeah, like when I you feel, say to dad... At this point, I feel like I am an honorary voice. <laughs> you should start talking about it like that. You know, when dad was sitting in that chair last week, he was saying that... Uh, Have I overstepped? Oh, so, you've this, really overstepped. It's gotten fucking bizarre. <laughs> where I'm are like, we doing Thanksgiving this where year? Where was dad Wait, in... you're not American. <laughs> where was my father in... 19- How old are you? 42? 42. 42. Yeah. I'm where the, was the long lost... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 1975. Where, <laughs> where was Barbara Horowitz yeah. then? Wait a second. <laughs> That's really the pressing question. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a beautiful summer in Dublin. <laughs> it was? <laughs> um, um, wait, what were we talking about? Oh, so did, did, did our dad teach you... <laughs> spit take. Teach you about the business as much as he did about the craft? Like, did he... Oh. Did he spend time talking to you about, like, that kind of things when, you, when the career started to develop? You know, I... I 
really for a very, very long time, all I wanted to do was act. And the notion of money, what I used to say expressly to my agent and still do on occasion is if I, I, I refuse to lose a job over money. Now, that's a terrible place for them to start negotiating from. Right. Right. So it's, it's awful right. for them. And then it's awful for me because, because you're in a very, very small apartment and you can't go to a bigger <laughs> apartment. Right. Um, but for a long time, you know, like that was just the thing. So, there's, so the business element never came into it for me ever. It right. just wasn't. I just, my agents were good agents. I just said, you do whatever you do. Don't lose me the part. And then every now and again, you say, well, they say, you need to walk away from this because they're disrespecting you. And right. you say, depending on the job, you say, okay. You know? And now yet you've gone on the totally other end of the spectrum and you're just, everyone knows you as money man. <laughs> just go, go wherever the yeah. Gerard Butler directed DVD action movie is. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize they, like, they didn't release the press release for that yet, but yeah, that's my next, <laughs> that's my next thing. Um, Does being in a, being in the face beyond Peter Rabbit being the face, being in the face of a $350 million, very successful family comedy. We're talking about Crash Pad. Crash Pad. <laughs> Congratulations, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. Um, does that change things? Have you noticed, like, is there, is that change a career at all or change, like, opportunities or? You know, I don't know. I, I, I think, you know, there was a lot of physical comedy in that. So there's been more opportunities in that regard. But you want to wait for the right thing, you know. Right. And um, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't think, I think everything's changed in terms of like bankability and that sort of stuff. Yeah. There's a couple of movie stars and then everybody else is just an actor. There's not, you know, yeah. it's not, it's, I, people base it on whether they like the trailer and that's pretty much it or whether somebody tells them to go see it. Like there's not right. a lot you can do to all of a sudden enter the kind of upper echelon, echelon, ec, oh God, the upper, he's having a stroke. The upper, <laughs> the upper, I need e to stick e my wallet e in your echo, mouth. Hold e on. Echelons, <laughs> the, the E-colons. What's an e Echelon, echelon. Echelon. <laughs> The now? upper uh, schlongs uh. of um, the industry. That's yeah. not where you know. That's not how it works anymore. I don't think so. Right. I'm really happy it did well. You want movies to do well, um, and yeah, that one did really well. Okay, so let's talk a bit about uh, your uh, lovely, sweet new movie, The Little Stranger, <laughs> with, your, with your creepy mustache. And yeah, a, a very, you know, uh, I, you know, we've talked about Lenny before. Uh, mm. Your collaboration with him, the aforementioned Frank Mask. Yeah. Um, what a thrilling filmmaker in just that like he's so unpredictable and he can kind of bring whatever he brings to any kind of genre it, it mm. seems um what did you what was the nature of what did, what's your rec recollection of working with him in the first place on frank which was one of my favorites in recent years and still stands as just like this bizarre fascinating film yeah i mean what i remember was how involved he made me feel all the way through which is unusual you know like he would call around to my apartment and we would sit down and go through drafts like meticulously talking about what this meant, does this work, how does this make you feel, will we be able to make this funny, really, really diligently Yeah. Uh, at every point along the way once I was cast. So that was like months leading up to it. And, and that's I, exciting for you. Oh man, it's amazing because they don't use, it's not that they use your ideas or that you're a part of the process necessarily. It's just that your point of view matters to him and it affects the way that he makes his film. Yeah. And... You just turn up ready to you just turn up ready to do whatever it takes for Lenny to say that's the one, you know, like and he is one of the only people that I just trust, like top to bottom, there's no like whatever Lenny wants, I would do. I would play the smallest part in anything right. for him. Um, and I would do the weirdest shit that I don't know why it would work for him, because what he does is special. And um 
I remember feeling that on Frank. You know? Is there an example of that in Frank or in Little Stranger where you did something that for another director you might feel like this does not feel right, but um, for Lenny I'll do it? <clears throat> lots of it. You yeah. go out on a limb in lots of different ways. Like on, on, on Frank, it was about like, there was like a lot of the music stuff and everything. It just took so long to get together. And that yeah. was like he needed it to be a certain way. He didn't want it to be pre-recorded or post-recorded. He wanted it on the day, and that's what we went at. And so you were just like in your head, you're like, there may be an easier way to do this, but the only way to do this is the way that Lenny wants to do it. And you can, and he was right. You can see it in the film. You can feel the music yeah. in the film coming out of the screen and not from uh, the speakers. You know what I mean? Like it feels like it's not been put on afterwards. It feels like it's happening in that room. Yeah. And uh, with Little Stranger, it was it was um, similarly. He, I thought the character would be quite weird. He needed him to be relatable. We just did it every different way on every day. We just tried it in a million different ways with the same character, but different levels of accessibility hmm. of him accessing people in the scenes. And then at the end of it, it's the only time I've ever needed to take time off. It's, it's the only time in my life. I, like I took six months off because I just wasn't able to do anything anymore after it. I realized he told me at the beginning, and I've said this in a couple of the interviews, it probably... For anybody who's reading all of my interviews, my mom, uh, it'll be boring. Uh, but, you know, he said at the start, if, you, if somebody's carrying something explosive, they walk carefully. And I realized at the end of the filming, for the first time in my life, I think, that I, it had stayed with me. I wasn't able to shake it. Like it make, I, it, that makes sense. I mean, having seen it, it's a very, it's a, it's a very internalized mm, character where, yeah. like, it's... I, I don't know if it's as enjoyable or a different kind of enjoyment for you as an actor, but, like you kind of have to convey a lot through less is more, and I guess in a way. Yeah, um, but it has to be in there somewhere. You can't yeah. just sit there and not think of anything. There had to be something. He, like, he's a very repressed man. He needed yeah. this anger to be in there, and I realized at the end of it that I've been carrying it, you know, and I, I, was, yeah. I was very shook up at the end of it. I couldn't... Um, I was very upset for a long time. So what did you do to bring good old Donald back to life? I cried a lot. Seriously? Yeah. I cried a lot. Yeah, yeah. Held your parents' when hand it was again. Over. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I mean, it wasn't far off. You know, I saw I saw uh, a woman get knocked down once, and I was going back to my, I was staying at my parents' house that time. My dad reached over and put his hand on my hand after it. It was the most shocking thing I'd ever seen, the violence of seeing somebody be knocked yeah. over. It turned out she was okay, but she looked like she was dead. Um, yeah, that was another, so that was, I mean, I was in my 20s at that point, so, uh, yeah. Well, there remains. was something, I mean, in a, in a sweet way, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, if you're if a physical contact with like your parent, like the older you get, it kind of almost has even more resonance, right? It brings you For straight sure. back to when you were a kid. That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That really popped out. Um, um, but yeah, so I, I, yeah, I had a little uh, downtime at the end of it, and then slowly got back to real life. But I just wasn't. I just everything that I got sent or things to audition for to talk to people about and I just wasn't able to do it what do you generally is there a, a, a generally speaking what are you like during a shoot to be around and from like friends and loved ones are you like generally able to compartmentalize and still lead a life and be pleasant or is it do your friends and family kind of know like Donald's going into the hole for two months and let's not I used to be that way for sure I used to disappear and I think as I've got older and tried to you know maintain every sort of relationship you know you realize that if you're going to work a lot you can't do that all the time and um, I've got better in the evenings at being accessible I think right. but when I'm on set uh, it depends on the part um, I was really happy making Little Stranger I thought I was at least until <laughs> the end when I realized that I was very upset but like um yeah, I was really happy making it. I felt exhilarated all the time on Little Stranger because this is the sort of movie... It's, do you know what it reminds me exactly of is Ex Machina? Um, 
also in the setup and in the compelling nature of see, wondering who is manipulating whom yep. and this house and wondering whether what you're seeing is real or not yep. and all that sort of stuff. I, I think that it, that's the closest film I can think of uh, to oh, it, really. Yeah, also in terms of just like a foreboding kind of atmosphere over the whole thing. Like there's mm. like, it's one of those like, there's a sense of dread and rotting like uh, decay to the whole thing, and that's that's metaphorical and literal in this yeah. film. Yeah, and they're trying to love, and they're trying to escape, and they're trying yeah. to connect. And in some ways, it's like a drama. It's just you know, it's like remains of the day or something mm -hmm. like that. And then at the same time, it's a ghost story where the twist, the thing that happens that tells you what has been happening, because they're after this answer all the way through. Who is the little stranger? Yeah. Is it the girl who died there and has infected this house that making people, I mean, kill themselves, making people, you know, like it's terrible. Yeah. I love it because on the last page of the script, it tells you. And in the last scene of the movie, it tells you. Mm -hmm. And I just love that. Like that's kind of, that's lovely, but I didn't get that release in real life. So it was a strange right. thing. I felt like I left part of myself in the film. Is, um, and you've also, wait, did you shoot something with, there's this crazy cast of people that this, Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish. Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, what is common. this film? What, yeah. is, what is this movie? Uh, it's called The Kitchen. And that was the first job I did after, I mean, apart from the short film that I do with my dad. Yeah. Uh, that was the first film I did after finishing on Little Stranger. And I did that this summer. You know, we finished Little Stranger last year in August. Oh, wow. So it was a long time off. Yeah, so it's a, it's a, uh, set in Hell's Kitchen, 1970s. Mm -hmm. uh, the men get sent to prison from this Irish kind of gang and the women start running things. That's the kind of setup. And you've got that cast who are all fantastic. I, most of my stuff was with Elizabeth Moss, but I got to work a bit with Melissa and Tiffany as well, which is just a joy. Yeah. And um, first time director who did a great job and, you know, it was the right way for me to go back to work. Right. It was a supporting role. I could go in and just do my thing and kind of be a little easier. It was nice to go back that way. Have you kept the poster for The Little Stranger in your in your apartment or home? It's pretty creepy. It's like you decaying. Like It's, it's my like, favorite poster of anything I've ever been in. It's a great poster. Yeah. It's yeah. like that and then Star Wars, uh, Last Jedi are like my two favorite posters. Right. I adore the poster for The Little Stranger. I think Lenny had a lot to do with it. Nice. I think it's like a really cool thing and I think it really represents the film. But it's going to be true. You know, we just got to convince people that it's worth seeing that it's like exciting and that it's not like cause it's a period piece but everyone wants to talk about Downton Abbey and because it's set at the same time and it's set in the same world right except for these are like their weird cousins who are falling <laughs> apart you know what I mean <laughs> yes. so uh, it's kind of a tricky one to talk about but yeah no I love the poster yeah 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 um, but so no I don't have it in my apartment the only poster for a movie I have in my apartment mm -hmm. is Punch Drunk Love oh. yeah beautiful poster definitely another good soundtrack Yes. Before we started the podcast, we were talking about soundtracks. Uh, yes, I turned you on to Ennio Morricone and uh, Untouchables. And what am, yeah. I, what am I listening to that you liked again? Uh, well, the Moves Crossing one and then Little April Shower from okay. Bambi. Excellent. It's so beautiful. Um, he's such a sensitive kid. He still likes the little he's Bambi. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting at home, furiously masturbating to Bambi. Just furiously. And for those wondering, yes, he is miming masturbating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it goes, drip, drip, drop, little April shower. Oh, no, oh, no I've ruined it for myself and everyone else. <laughs> or, oh, or made it even more wonderful. with your beautiful music. That's the words. Jesus. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, there goes Bambi. Oh. So back to London, you go. Yeah, I go back to Star Wars on... <laughs> I, go... <laughs> I go back to Star Wars on, uh, on Monday, yeah. You've literally traumatized yourself. No, I know. <laughs> I'm staring into the abyss. I'm like, fuck, I used to watch that with my grandparents. Oh. God damn it. So when you see Adam on set... Yeah. Do you hug him? Like, what's the nature of, like, the, of the non... 
uh, of the of the real person relationship versus this tense. Uh, he is brilliant. He worked with my brother as well. Yeah. I think did I give him a hug? I maybe did. I think I did. He doesn't feel huggy to me. Um. Well, he's big. You know. He's a big dude. Like you've got to hug up, which is unusual. <laughs> you know what I mean? You feel like you're draping your arms up around. Like you feel like you're hugging your parent <laughs> yeah. when you're a kid. Yeah, like dr- I should do this thing and go upsie. You know, up, up, dad, dad, up. Like that's what I should be doing with Piggyback him. Piggyback ride. Yeah, Adam. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he he wouldn't like that. I'm no. not going to do that. He's excellent in Black Klansman, by the way. I've not seen it. Yeah, really I can't good. wait for that. He told a joke the other day. What? Uh, and it was really funny. <laughs> and it is maybe I shouldn't tell this joke. You can decide if you leave it in. Okay. Uh, it's Jesus mm. and the twelve apostles at the Last Supper, right? And uh, uh, Jesus looks at the twelve apostles and says. Um, you know, the Lord has told me that one of you will betray me. And Judas says, is it me, Lord? Or no, is it me? Judas looks at him and says, is it me, Jesus? And Jesus goes, is it me, Jesus? (laughs) (laughs) I'm keeping it. Isn't that a great joke? That's amazing. Yeah. That was his delivery. Oh, so much better than mine. (laughs) So much better than mine. And Um, I've been telling everyone that joke since. You should take it. Take what you can. Yeah. Um, are you going to cry when Star Wars is over? Is he going to... Uh, yeah. No, no, I, no, I, no, I, I will. I, I think that I won't. But, um, you know, three, three movies is a lot of movies. Yeah. And, um, no, this, this has been a different journey. This, it's a different journey with Hooks than it is with Dr. Faraday. Yeah. Well, everybody should check out, as you were saying, A Little Stranger. Um, Lenny Abramson is, again, one of, one of our most unique, like, just, uh, I don't even know how to describe his talent. It's just he can do anything, it would seem. And hopefully you guys are going to be collaborating on anything and everything for years to come. Yeah, I, re- I really hope so, and I think it will happen. I think that he's, I think he's one of the best filmmakers working right now, and it would be a crime if people didn't see what he has to offer. And, and it's, it's nice that you got over the fact that he cast Jacob Tremblay in, in Room instead of you. I know you guys were... And Brie Lar- I mean, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. You guys needed a break for one film. I know. And that's the one that got the Oscars. <laughs> but there we go. There we go. Um, you're always welcome here for a random 35-minute chat. Thank you so much for having me back. It's really fun. Uh, and I've been listening to lots of Happy Sad Confused recently. Thanks, it's really dude. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah, next time we'll get we'll get Brian on. I need another Gleason. I just need to, like, uh, diversify. Sure. I, uh, uh, Paul Rudd and Justin Theroux were on. I listened to that. That was very funny. That was a good one. <laughs> That's like, that's a real gift you have there. Thank you. Uh oh. We need to get that's to, a wet one. We need to get Donald to a bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Josh, it's been great to. Be- I need to go. I've loved coming to talk about my classy movie, The Little Stranger. Oh. <laughs> Another thing he learned from Adam Driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always doing that in his Kylo Ren costume. Okay. Thanks, buddy. And so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley, and I definitely wasn't pressured to do this by Josh. (laughs) 